0: Over the past few days football has been teaching us um, several lessons from Europe to Asia and of course here at home on the continent of Africa and I'm not sure if you've been taking notes I have been taking notes and it's the reason why I decided to share some of those notes some of those lessons with you in this episode of the podcast ladies and gentlemen you're welcome to yet another episode, episode four of the first X-Minutes podcast. I'm your host, Papi the Great. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at papi underscore the great. That's P-A-P-I underscore the great. So let's get to the great lessons that football has been teaching us over the past couple of days. And uh, we must straight to the most recent of events in um in the footballing world in europe and we'll start with liverpool um liverpool got ousted from the FA Cup um by Wolves the lost the game by two goals to one and of course it was evident Jurgen Klopp was busy prioritizing and with the kind of um squad he put out there to um do the job against wolves it was evident that the german had already prioritized um his um he had already created his skill of preference and of course some trophies ranked um higher than the others on his scale of preference and of course in his post-match interview it was obvious and uh, was made even further obvious um that the german was priori- prioritizing yes That English is a very, very huge priority. Okay, so um, the German was quoted as saying that even if we won the FA Cup, there will still be talk about how Liverpool has not won or have not won the Premier League title for of course is sarcastically said 425 years thereabout. so it was evident is evidence what the Reds want they're going after the Premier League maybe a bit of the Champions League remember by February the UEFA Champions League will resume yet again and of course the Reds are set to face the Bavarian Giants and in Bayern Munich so the Reds doing their bit by eliminating themselves out of that um, competition and trying to see if they can streamline and their lesser focused targets to just the Premier League and the Champions League. Speaking of the Champions League, Bayern Munich will be facing and Liverpool in the round of 16 of the Champions League. And of course, it's like as if the Bavarians are trying to beef up their squad and thereby teaching football fans around the world the lesson of persistence. What do I mean? Um, the Bavarians have been chasing a certain Chelsea player um, who's, who goes by the name Hodgson Odoi. And um, the first time they went knocking at the Blues doors or the Blues office, the Blues rejected them. The second time they went again, the Blues rejected them. The third time they went knocking and the Blues kicked them out of their front door porch. And now, they're back for the fourth time. They're really, really interested. They're persistent. And they're trying to sign this young lad from Chelsea. Now, the question begs, what exactly do they want to use him for? It remains to be seen. There's still so many players AJ players experienced players who play where this young Chelsea lad thrives in in the position he thrives in. So the question begs why are the Bavarians after this young kid? What do they want to use him for? Of course he's going to play football. It's not like I say if, uh, if he's going to be a mascot at the Oktoberfest or something. But um why are they so much they're so persistent why are they so committed to ensuring that they get this young lad before the end of the season i'm sure the blues must have sp- smelled this persistence and that's why they're not bulking on the um, amount that they're asking for it remains to be seen whether or not um the bavarians will get their player fingers crossed moving over to city and uh, we can't forget um the fact that the citizens with the first sight to score two put two past liverpool and it was because of um so many things so many factors most evident of them all was manchester city's desperation on the night um Sonny was desperately attacking Sterling was desperately attacking Fernandinho was desperately bossing the midfield Bernardo Silva desperately chased down anything that looked like a round leather ball of course you remember that Vincent company lounge on um, Mohamed Salah yes that smelt desperation Danilo defended desperately Laporte desperately defended for his life whenever he went one on one against Mohamed Salah At the sin made some desperate save most um, um, most vividly the one and uh, where he saved from uh, muhammad salah's um left foot and of course what was more desperate than Kun Aguero pulling a rapid out of his head, uh, out of his heart? I beg your pardon, while he was boxed to the corner for the first goal that got the citizens um, roaring and standing up to their feet and celebrating. Of course the result could have gone either ways which is one of the side effects of desperation and for all that they wanted going up front Liverpool got their break and um, that goal well, that almost goal, the goal that just needed, the ball that needed just oneone centimeter more across the line, goal line, to actually be referred to or be counted as a goal. But it didn't happen. Man City now four points behind the Reds. And of course, it's just setting us up for um, what is going to be, what is said to be a grand finale to the 2018-2019 premier league season in asia drama everywhere jordan defeating the um, australians um the kyrgyzstan um goalkeeper um making a blip of an error and um committing uh one of the um Uh, never to be forgotten errors in football actually tipped the ball um into his own net you should find that video and you should check it out of course the iranians um busted the bubbles of the um yemenis defeating them in the opening game by five goals to nil the huge usual suspects all won except Australia, Japan, China, um, South Korea. Uh, they all they all won their opening games. So of course the second round will be kicking off, and of course we uh, will be looking forward to happenings um, from the continent of Asia. Let's quickly let me quickly inform you that um, the right to host the 2019 African Cup of Nations has been awarded to the Egyptians, and of course just one image comes to mind. A stadium filled with Egyptians when the Egyptians are playing football in the tournament. It sounds to me like a safe. You know what? Somebody just starts somewhere and said, you know what? Let's award the Egyptians um the um the the, 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 the the hosting rights, let's also award them uh the African Cup of Nations trophy already. Because if you ask me in all honesty. Whatever game the Egyptians play in this tournament, whoever will be facing them will be facing not just 11 players, they'll be facing the over 60, 70, 80,000 fans that will be coming out to watch the game, including the millions of fans that will be watching across television sets all over the country and even the world at large. So I think for the Egyptians, massive one for them, um, this is a chance for Mohamed Salah to uh, win something uh, by summer, remember the the tournament has now been moved to um, the summer. Not it will be played in January, February anymore. It's now been shifted to June, July where it will be played. And hopefully, Salah will be hoping. Um, hope um, Salah will be hoping that. By that time, the Premier League would have been done and dusted with, and it would just be adding another winners' medal in the form of the African Cup of Nations um, title to his um, trophy um, trophy cabinet. Of course, today the calf player of the year award will be given to yet another non-nigerian it's the third or fourth time in a row i think that a nigerian has been missing from the final shortlist for the Caf football player of the year and of course it is worrying for nigerian fans of the round leather game um and in all honesty they're right it's not as if anybody got cheated or were crying foul here it's this is just a rallying cry to our nigerian brothers doing the job out there you can do you can go on better you can go two better you can even go three better Better, we want to see nigerian and the final short list come the next edition of the award. Now I'm going to quickly round up with this one team howard um, in recent times i think two days ago on, on espn was seen selecting his best five goalkeepers um currently as we speak of course david de Gea made the list alison becker made the list of liverpool Marc andre test Stegen made the list but the surprise inclusion was the goalkeeper who made it to the top of the u.s former u.s men's national team goalkeeper and that is Manuel Neuer. According to Tim Howard, Manuel Neuer of Germany is currently the best goalkeeper in the world. And just so you know, Edison of Manchester City did not even make the list. Tim Howard's list. And um, uh, the number one pick was a bit... wasn't even a bit surprising. It was surprising. I mean... Yeah. I was wondering okay something is definitely wrong here did Tim do this on purpose or does he have his reasons why of course there's a reason why it's called a personal list so I can understand from that point of view but then again what do you think who do you think is the best goalkeeper info ball as we speak you can leave me a comment on twitter at papi underscore the great that's p-a-p-i underscore the great we've come to the end of yet another fantastic and great episode of the first x minutes podcast i'm your host papi the great you can catch me on all social media platforms twitter instagram at papi underscore underscore the great on facebook just search for papi the great you'll find me hit me up ask me questions let's start a football conversation whatever you're doing this week i really hope you enjoy it and it's profitable till the next episode of the first x minutes podcast i wish you all the best